0: episode of the Away podcast offseason series with your host ben grico and now that we're into the second half of the senior features i truly hope you enjoyed hearing from the first three seniors that we've had so far with tyler antonucci ryan bunka and mac lewis as they move on to let's say greener pastures now that they've officially graduated as graduation i believe was may 14th but anyway today's senior feature is josh leblanc the assistant captain from the 2021-22 season and you know, we had a really interesting conversation about how small the hockey community can be sometimes and how sometimes it helped him land on certain teams growing up through junior hockey and even helping him a little bit with coming to Oswego State. But Blanc also said something else that struck me a little that I didn't really think of given that competitive hockey's over for him. Even though it is coming to a close, he said he is completely at peace with this chapter of his life closing and i think that's a really interesting way to put it as he moves on from graduation so i guess uh... Let's 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 do one general vague statement and then kind of start from the beginning. But, you know, four years, well, technically four years at Oswego, but three years playing for the Lakers. How would you, you know, after, you know, going through COVID year, going through freshman year, whatever it may be, how would you, I guess, to just describe your time and career while playing for Oswego? Um, I think it was uh, – I've I told all my coaches
1: I think it was one of the best decisions I've ever made coming here to Oswego. Uh, well, first of all, I, I wanted to get my university degree. That was that was priority number one. To Continue playing hockey. That was uh, that was a real blessing. Um, being able to do both. My time here in Oswego has been uh, uh, the best years of my life. It, it's hard to describe the setup that the hockey team has um, and to continue our education here. Is, is, there's next to none. Um, like where we all live, all the hockey players live close together. We all hang out. We all have the same classes. The ranks on campus. Um, you know, we eat dining hall food. It's it's. There's a golf course nearby. Like this, this is paradise for Division three college hockey. And uh, you know, I'm just forever forever grateful that I ended up coming here. And uh, these are the years I'll, I'll never forget. That's for sure.
0: You you bring up golf courses, and now the hockey season's over. Is that what, what your uh, your time's going to be doing the next couple of months before you, you ship out for graduation?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, some of the guys were already talking about uh, getting membership fees for the next two months here, so we can just play all the time. But we we I really like doing that, and I know a lot of us uh, you' all know, like golf, so it definitely passes the time in the uh, postseason.
0: Absolutely. So let's start, I guess, before, you know, you got to Oswego. Growing up for you, obviously, you know, obviously things came down to the end for hockey or things ended up being hockey. But was it always hockey from the start or were you, you know, when you were younger, were you trying, you know, different sports and eventually became hockey? Yeah, it's
1: a good question. Oh, I um, played a lot of of lacrosse, a lot of, uh, I did a lot of running cross country. And stuff like that I knew that was always important like keep your lungs kind of tip top shape so I ran a lot of track and cross country I was actually a pretty good runner um, and uh, you know it, but it was mostly like growing up as a Canadian kid it hockey. hockey I think once you hit about 13 12 13 um, hockey kind of takes over and there's not a whole lot of time for other sports so you know in my really younger days it was play as many sports as you can kind of like Wayne Gretzky said like put the stick down in the summer and uh, and uh pick up another sport right be multi uh, multi-faceted of different sports but um mostly just running and then after about 12 13 it was pretty much hockey uh from there on and um it just takes up a lot of time you know uh you go to you go to school after school you got practice and that takes two three hours of your day and then usually you'll watch hockey at night with your dad or something like that hang out play Xbox with your friends so you know it, it was always a big part of my life and um it's something that's going to be coming to a close. Um, I won't go on to play next year. I'm, I'm at peace with, with ending hockey and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful for everything it, uh, it gave me in my life.
0: So would you say almost, kind of to put it bluntly, that, you know, Canada almost forces you to choose hockey at that age versus if you had wanted to maybe try going across country or going to lacrosse just given the, the dedication that some people put into it at a younger age?
1: really uh it really does overtake you got to think that you know there's thousands of rinks in, rinks in canada there's off-season training programs and trainers and and all these things that uh it just it's kind of like a just a cycle your whole schedule is set up if you really want to develop your pro at a young age there's there's uh there's many many different um places that you can go to and, and they'll they'll train you on the ice off the ice to look after your diet it, it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool to see. I think that's why Hockey Air Canada puts out a lot of professional hockey players. Same with the states, you know, they're adapting that, but it's just it's a bigger market in the states. So there's those programs for basketball, football, baseball. And for us, it's pretty much just hockey, right? Um, basketball is getting a little bit bigger, but hockey's kind of always been our game. So you know that's that's where we uh, kind of build the infrastructure around the like key players in that, in these pro leagues in the NHL.
0: And then, you know, you're moving into, you know, eventually getting to the Junior A level, and you're, you're, you you're ended up in the the CC with Smiths Falls, um, spent a couple yeah. years there. How was, how was your time there before moving to to Kingston?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, <clears throat> the two years in Smith Falls was a lot of fun. That was my first, uh, first experience moving away from home. And, uh, you know, it was only about two hours down the road from uh, my hometown of Kingston, but it was good to uh, experience with how it is. Um, the responsibilities, you know, getting up, cooking for yourself, um, getting away from mom and dad, leaving the nest egg. And, uh, I, I really liked it. It was a good program. Um, really nice rink. They had, uh, they had the works. They had like all these hot tub, cold tubs, um, nice wooden stall area for the players and the players lounge. It was, it was a really good experience. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, it's an interesting story how I got there because, I got a phone call when I was uh, I played my 16 year old year I played junior ski so that's right below uh, junior A and I got a friend from a call from an old friend I played minor hockey with Neil Doof he um he was a phenomenal player probably one of the best players I've ever played with he was playing there he was 16 maybe third on the team and uh, in scoring and he said hey Josh like you know um it's been a long time I I, I hope you're doing well and, and you know what are you doing next year and I, he asked me about my plans and. I so said I was talked to a couple teams, and you know it all worked out. That I ended up going there, and he uh, he was on the NHL uh, sc- uh, draft scouting list, and had a full ride to Princeton, and you know um, so he was a really good friend. That uh, it was a good connection because uh, it landed me there, and uh, you know it, it's something I can reflect and look back on. He's still a good friend today, but that, that's kind of the route to how I got there.
0: And then was I guess just the move to Kingston, try to get closer to home your last couple of years of, of, of junior A before going to college.
1: Yeah, I uh, the opportunity came up um, to well, for, I, I originally asked for a trade to go to Kingston, and uh, my coach GM at the time he wasn't very happy. He actually threatened. He said uh, he said I'll put you on the wire all across North America. Whoever picks you up, picks you up. So it wasn't a it wasn't a particularly good. Um, way to ask for a trade but uh reluctantly i think it would end up being like an eight player trade and somehow I, I got to kingston and, and uh, it was awesome uh, kingston was another it's a, it's a phenomenal place to play hockey they have the, the front x there the bees were there and there's a bunch of junior c teams around that uh, around that kind of core so um i was at home i was living life uh, just playing hockey and um, you know I, I count those as some of the best uh, years of my hockey career at kingston
0: and so, obviously, David Riche, former Laker goaltender, played at Oswego. Did you know of Riche while he was at Kingston, or was there too much of a separation?
1: No, it, no. Believe it or not, he uh, guys would still talk about Riche because there were some younger guys on the team that came in and in their first year and, uh, and played with Riche. They they were saying how good he was, and they said that he, uh, he had you know committed to Oswego, and. That uh, it was an option because um, I guess our coach kind of helped get him there, and then you know they came to see me and they asked for their reach, and I just said well, I told just what I've heard. He's a good goalie and a good guy, and I, I even ended up living uh, living with him for a year. So it's, it's funny how it all kind of it all kind of comes around, and you know now he's they there playing
0: pro, and I
1: wish him nothing but the best
0: and we, we can kind of circle back to that in a second but you know you, you're you're talking about you know your your friend before you went to smith's falls you're talking about Richey. is that kind of just the the tightness of the hockey community even though like you said there's thousands of rings thousands of programs in canada where there's always good you're going to have a connection somewhere wherever you go yeah it,
1: it, it, it's it's really funny how it works it from when you're a little kid you know um you play all these summer hockey games and tournaments and right, regular season and you just, uh, it, it really does come full around. Like you never know who you're going to meet, what team they'll play for, or a team needs a player or something like that. It all, you know, the, the, the connections in the hockey world are huge. And then I, especially when you get older, um, it becomes really meaningful. Uh, you know, and it's another thing that I'm grateful for too is all the friends being along the way. And some, sometimes a friend will help you get you on know, a good team too. So there's always that.
0: And when you came to visit, or actually, how about how about we start this? How, how would you describe your, I guess, your recruiting visit to Oswego? What you know, what was your initial impression of the college, of the rank, whatever it may have been? Like, what did you just think when you first stepped foot before you even committed here?
1: Yeah, so the, I didn't know too much about Oswego entirely uh, before. I knew that it was close to home, and uh, I, I knew a couple guys from Kingston, like around that area, that I played here. So, uh, one of the first things I did is when I saw one of, uh, uh, his last name was Brown. I think it was Cribs, something Brown. He had played, I think he played in the old team and I just asked him how he thought it was. Like, did he like it? Stuff? He said it was the best time of his life. And he loved it. So I had that kind of early picture in my head. And then, you know, once you get to on campus and the Morano center and the rink, um, uh, you know, I was really blown away. It was somewhere I could see myself playing for, you know, the four years and, uh, it was right by the water, I'm a, I really love um, anything by the water, I, I just think it's so beautiful, and nice, and you know, doing my tour with Eddie and Whitey, showing me around, how nice they were, um, it was, it was they were pretty good at selling the program, and I think it almost, the program almost sells itself, once you see, once you go to a real live game, um, I think you're, you're crazy not to come here. Do
0: you remember what game you went to?
1: It was the – they actually lost. I think it was the Plattsburgh game uh, midseason, 5-3, um, I think it was, or something like that. Yeah, it was – um, it was too bad that they lost, but there's still a great turnout of fans. You know, it was, it was a good game up until the third, so.
0: So when did – I guess – was that when you knew, you know, going to the game, going to, you know, walking around, seeing the lake, is that when you knew basically right then and there that you wanted to come here if they were going to offer you a spot?
1: Yeah, that, essentially. I, um, you know, I talked to my parents about it, and, and Eddie and Whitey and, and Mark did be at the time. You know, they seemed pretty excited to have me. So um, once I got into that atmosphere and just kind of, you know, really took it all in and, and uh, got a tour of everything and... Walked around. It was just. It just seemed so. It seemed so natural to come here. It just seemed so. Um, it seemed like it just fell into place perfectly. So that's the best way I can describe it. Um, and you know, I think that's something. That the program is very. It's lucky. To, it's not lucky to have. It's, it's it's what makes it very special. Is that all the all the tools and everything that um, the school and the hockey team offers. Like if if you want to go on and play somewhere you know next level professionally this is a great step to take you there and uh it's just um it's top tier all the facilities are top tier
0: and you know you you talk about coming in and in your freshman year kind of just you you had at the time obviously David Ruscha was it cool to kind of see him in person at first just knowing how good of a goaltender he was and how much they hyped him up when you were playing in Kingston
1: yeah no he yeah he was uh it, it was good to see you know he uh, he won some big games for us and um uh, you know, he, he was a pretty good guy, too. I mean, like I said, I, I lived with the stuff. Um, you know, goalies are inherently a little weird, but it uh, <laughs> was always like he was pretty cool and uh, he was a really good guy to me. So, um, you know, he lived up to his to hype his and, uh, You know, like I said, nothing but the best going forward, and uh, I know he'll be remembered here for a
0: little bit, that's for sure. And, you know, kind of paying your dues, I guess. I guess that's kind of the phrase that Coach Gosick always uses where, you know, kind of some limited action. You guys were part of a a pretty big freshman class, and, you know, you also, I I believe you you came in with Robert Clare, right, from Kings at the same time? So, I guess, out of that freshman class, you know, paying your dues and limited action, what did you, I guess, what was your feeling after freshman year, sophomore year, where it was still kind of just limited action, where you knew you wanted to eventually be up there, you know, playing every game, or being up there with the starting lineup, just talk about maybe, I guess, paying your dues a little bit at the, at the beginning of a program like this. Yeah, well, that's
1: the thing, like, you come into a program like this, uh, you know, they bring in a good amount of players, and... Looking back at our starting class, I think we had nine or ten guys, we finished with four plus an additional senior, so, you know, like half the guys leave, um, and, it you know, I think guys come in here, maybe they think it's all rosy, and everything's going to be laid out on a path for them just to step on easily, but uh, it wasn't the case, and, um, you know, it, it weaned out a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys weren't happy with how they are playing, maybe their situation, off the ice, um, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but wow, uh, freshman, you know, I I had a pretty good start here. Um, I didn't get scratched in the games, and um, you know, I was just loving it. And maybe when someone else sees another guy on their cross play a lot, um, you know, maybe there's a little empty and jealousy or whatever you want to call it. But uh, I know a lot of guys they just ended up leaving after a uh, sophomore year, and uh, it's uh, it, it was too bad. But I think if they had stuck it out, kind of paid their dues and earned their way, um, you know, um, it would have benefited them in the long term. But uh, yeah, you know, everyone everyone is uh, responsible for their own choices. Uh, Rob Clare, originally who I came in with, was a great player. He's at Boston. doing well. He's going to take his fifth year. Um, but it was tough because, you know, he was a big reason why I came here too because he had committed originally. And I was still playing. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. If I was going to go to college, go to, you know, maybe go do a trade. Um, so he kind of persuaded me. So seeing him leave was, was definitely tough. Um, but, you know, he, he's still a friend I keep around. I still keep in touch with a lot of my freshman class. But the senior class is ultimately the guys I'm going to graduate with. And those, those are my buddies in life. You know, I'll never stop getting in touch with them.
0: Would you say there's almost, a, I guess, an unspoken respect between the, the four of you, well, I guess plus Mac, but the the, the three or four of you and, that stuck it out, you know, all four years, you know, between the COVID year, which we can talk about in a little bit, but between the COVID year, between guys from your freshman class leaving, just getting through everything, knowing what kind of program this is?
1: Yeah, well, and I think if you look at all four of us, with the addition of math we'll leave them out for this, but if you look at the, you know, the pathway of all of us, Nooch and Bunker, um, you know, they didn't have a great, a great start coming here, you know, it took Nooch till year two to really start playing. Bunker didn't play at all his first year. Roman played every game and Roman is a phenomenal player. It's, it's not taken away anything from him, but, and then me, like I played three quarters of the year, so, you know, so we all had different paths coming in our freshman year and, um, it, it just it just took a while, you know. It, it is an unspoken bond because we all had to go through the same, um, whatever whatever headspace we were in, you know what I mean, regarding Funka and Nooch. You're myself getting scratched on my sophomore year. It is kind of an unspoken thing because you do go through those hard morning practices, uh, the, the, the late night thinking to yourself, why am I not playing tomorrow? Um, you know, hearing from mom and dad, hearing from them, you don't want to come off as a negative person either after getting scratched and going through your trials and stuff, so I think we all kind of, uh, even with what Roman went through, he lost his brother, he lost his, his dad not too long ago uh, before coming here, so I think when you look back at it, a lot of us went through um, different trials, and uh, and I, I think that's maybe what brought us so close together now in, in our senior year, because um, we've been tight since then. So you know it's uh it is kind of like an unspoken thing that we all go through um and now as seniors we can kind of look back at it and smile because we're that much closer for being there for each other when we had to go through those trials
0: and you you talk about one of those trials that you all went through obviously being the covid year what do you remember about you know that the fall semester when they said you know yep, yeah, hockey's not coming back this is it and you guys really just all went in your separate race for you. year what do you remember about that day just the emotions or or the feelings whatever it might have been
1: yeah that was that was a tough call to to hear um you know it's something we've to do our whole life and now it's taken to take away from us so um initially you know we i almost didn't believe it i i maybe had thought that it could happen and um but it just became more real and real as the school year uh you know um came and uh, I didn't I didn't know what to think. I just I just figured like you know this sucks. This this really really sucks. Um, I can't be at school with my buddies. You know we can't do the thing we love together. Um, just it just put a lot of time on our hands, and, and, and you know to try to make use of that time. And you know I, I picked up golf and, and all that stuff. Just to kill time, but really, you just you just miss being on guys. That being at school with the guys, it's, it's not even the same. Even going to class, you know, you meet you meet so many people in class, the teachers, and the students, and you form those relationships. And online, it was just it was just, it's just not the same. So um, I think it messed up. Uh, I think it messed up a lot of things, and um, it's uh, it's something that I hope nobody else has to deal with. Especially because it, when it's, it, it takes away something you've been doing your whole life, playing a sport or or whatever it may be that you do for so long, um, it's just it's just really tough. So I think you know with that, that took a little bit, um, but it definitely made us happier just to get back after uh, after we were finally allowed to get on the ice together.
0: And during that year, was it a big mental thing where you talk about you know? For some of you guys, hockey's been it since day one. Where it was a big change for you, your identity, I guess. Trying to find, you know, what am I other than hockey?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. That's well, that's exactly what it is too. You kind of had to look. You almost look ahead, and it's like that thing. It's where something can be so fragile, it's just taken away from you. It may not seem real at time, but um, it, it's definitely a huge part of your life is, is removed, and uh, you kind of have to fill that cap or, Think about who you are, and, and you know maybe what you want to do after hockey because uh, it's not always going to be around. And I think maybe that's something I'm grateful for. Is that when hockey was taken away, I I kind of just looked at you know what am I going to do after hockey? And, and uh, you know I, I really want to be like a financial analyst, like a market research analyst, and, and that was something that came out of COVID you know I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I read books like crazy on you know, finance, economics, all like I used
0: And you, then you come back for your senior year, obviously, and, and hoping things are going to get back to at least somewhat normal, obviously, if we're still dealing with all of it. But what what was the emotion of you stepping on the ice for that first day, you know, or I guess that first, you know, week of, you know, we had the press conference above the rink, you know, you had the picture day. What was just going through your head as you were on the ice for the first time in, I don't know, 16 months, basically? Yeah, no, it was, it
1: was exciting. I was, I was definitely nervous. You know, because everything's everything's going back to regular uh, regular programming. But I've been in the laps. I think a lot of guys have been in the laps. They're doing other things, like you know, trying to get ready for hockey season. And it, as exciting as it was, it was a little nervous, a little maybe a little uneasy was the word, Because you know, it's it, it was um, we tried to act like nothing had really happened. But um, you know, guys all took it differently. So as exciting as it was, uh, you know, energizing as it was to get on the on the ice, I think guys were a little nervous to come back, but uh, um, doing that press conference, I just I just remember just trying to play it cool, and, and I was lucky enough to be handed the assistant captainship, and, and that was awesome, but I was just trying to embrace it all, be cool, be as professional as I can, and, and uh, try and create some energy for the, the return from COVID.
0: And you bring up getting the A, and obviously that happened pretty early in the season, but what did it mean for you to get that alongside Travis getting the C, you know, just what you two had been through between COVID year, between just playing together and having him on the leadership with you, but just for you personally getting the, the A from Coach Gostick and Coach Whitelaw?
1: Yeah, that was that was awesome. It was uh, it was definitely an honor, and, they you know, they told me all the reasons why, I should get it and, you know that was, that was a good confidence booster for me um you know uh my sophomore year was the easiest year and i worked pretty hard so coming back and getting that you know just reinforced me as a hockey player and uh you know I'm just i'm just really thankful for that I, I always like to think of myself as a leader um someone who's charismatic you know uh, i can do it on and off the ice and, you know, being able to step into that role and, and be given that role, it, it was just, it was really, uh, it was a very, 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 very happy time in my life. From that. And, uh, I originally was told, cool. And, uh, you know, for Trav to get the captaincy, like, gee, that guy deserves it. He, he's been through a lot. That kid works his bag off all the time. Um, uh, I don't have a bad, one bad word to say about Travis Bowman, and, uh, I've lived with the guy for four years. You know I know everyone wishes the best for him if there was any guy I could say um, any guy that I played with you know in my career that I hope to go on as far as humanly possible in hockey it would definitely be Travis so um, he was well deserved by him and I know he didn't take it for granted he was the best he could do um, and so you know it's uh, I'm happy it worked out like
0: that and throughout the year you know obviously at the beginning there was some I guess question marks of who was going to play where, a lot of new guys, all these first-year guys, second-year, or literal first-year guys, meaning Ben Addison, but also first-year guys who were sophomores that hadn't played yet, but eventually you got to consistency where you were playing with guys like Mac, like Tommy Cahill, and what was it like building your chemistry with them kind of toward the, the, the third, fourth line, you know, the the uh, the seriously a fourth-line grinder, I guess, but, you know, playing with those guys pretty consistently, you know just building a chemistry with them
1: yeah uh you know for the, for the first year guys um it was good i think going forward they're gonna have a special team because that sophomore five has a lot of talented guys um so that's very exciting um you know and they're gonna try and revamp everything next year of the program so we'll see what what foretells for them and and, and what as, as me playing with like Lou mac and that you know like those guys are so incredible off the ice um it almost it just it just seemed right. I think, especially when you play with some like if you play on a line with someone, it's one thing to be too friendly and not say what you want to if what's on the front of your mind. And then there's guys that you were friends with that can just take the honest truth. And I think Mac and, uh, and Tommy are those. I was the, the best with the latter. so you know, I could say what I wanted to them and how I felt and take it. You know, consideration but we weren't it did not affect anything off the ice um, we were so close and you know we, we played well together and uh, I think it all all the stuff off the ice kind of translated on the ice and, uh, as far as Tommy going next year too I'm excited to see what he can do because I don't think he's even he hasn't even came close to breaking the surface of what he really can do and uh, I just think it took a year of him getting his confidence under him and you know uh, he's going to be a big uh, a big role in, in uh, next year to come
0: and you know, we kind of talked about it at the beginning, just describing your career as a whole. And and I, a couple of the guys I'm talking to already now, you know, I, I forgot about it until uh, someone, one of the other guys, brought it up. But you were part of the the group that got to go to Italy, you know, and 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 experience that. Just you know, it's not something you get to do every day. You know, is that something that? And we could talk about other favorite memories you might have, but that's something you'll never forget: is being able to play in in the Alps and 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 just spend two weeks with with your with your friends and and family.
1: Yeah, the, the Italy trip is you know it, it, it's unbelievable that they could put that together at that cost, and, you know, um, orchestrate everything for that trip. It was it was, um, undescri- it was just the best time I've had, the best vacation I've ever been on, hands down. Um, you know, living, living with those guys in Italy, playing the hockey, going to the all the fight, um, the, the the parties at night, every second of it, um, it's phenomenal. I'd recommend it to anyone. You go to Italy and see as much as you can, but, um, that's another thing I think that is what made my time here so special is being able to do that trip and make those memories with those guys, um,
0: and outside of Italy, do you, do you have like one or two specific memories that you can rem- that you can think of that you you know if you look back on on on, on your time at Spiegel, you're like yeah that was that was a pretty cool moment.
1: Um, I would say the first one that came to mind was probably um, Trav getting announced captain and his mom wearing the jersey um, on the bench, and Trav had no idea. Uh, and he looked at her and like you could just see it between the, those two the connection the, just the pure happiness uh, I thought that was a really cool moment um probably another one I was when I scored uh the way out goal at Plattsburgh to go ahead goal Plattsburgh uh in my freshman year that was a phenomenal feeling I that was you could have just killed me right then and there and I would have said okay I, I think I, I ended off pretty happy uh uh-huh. So you know those two just to name a few, but I think there's so many more times here that I really have to reflect back. But uh, you know every Friday, Saturday nights usually a pretty good fun memory with the guys after a couple of sodas. So it's it, there's a lot of good times, and I'm thankful for.
0: And you know you you bring up a lot of these memories and you talk about other guys that you played with that have become friends and, and brothers to you after after all these years and I remember oh gosh, I think it might have been when when Josh Zizek was captain he mentioned how this team is a is a brotherhood. you know is that yeah. probably one of the best ways you can you can describe just what Oswego hockey is and is becoming and it always will be?
1: Yeah, I, I think so, and it, it's part of how the program's designed. You know, like with how we all live, how we all get together and practice, everything off the ice. It's it, it, it really is a brotherhood. It's not to say that everyone is equally the same um, as far as like how much of a friend you are in but you have every back. It, it you don't have to be best friends with everyone, but you have thirty you have thirty really good friends that will. You know they'll, they'll do anything for you. They'll hide a body for you if if if, uh, if you really need to. Um, and uh, it's it's something that it really grows your character. You get to meet every single guy. You know everyone's a little bit different. You learn from each other. Uh, you learn how to handle certain people in certain situations. It's um it's really good for developing your social skills. You're being around the guys all the time. Uh, if you if you're if you can't get picked on, while well, you're gonna. And, you know you have thin skin that'll, that'll be uh picked out pretty quick and uh definitely build the other person for the better not for the worse. um uh, it's so a great way to say because it, it's like an unspoken respect and, and bond between each other
0: and you you mentioned earlier that you know you're at peace which is a kind of a i find it a very interesting way to put it that you know hockey's over for you and we what, you know, what? what is, I guess, to you, just being at peace with it, is it, you know, I guess the the satisfaction that you, you made it to the level that you wanted to at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, well, when I think about it and I look back, all my, I, I got my best friend in, in the world from hockey, uh, a handful of my best friends from hockey, you know, I got to travel around the country, uh, I got to travel around Canada, the United States, um, you know, I I got to play juniors and, and experience that. I was drafted in the OHL to go to a, a, like a nice program like that. I came here to get my university degree playing hockey, two hours away from home. You know, I got my degree because of hockey. You know, hockey, hockey's given me so much in, in, in my time, and, and I'm, you know, ultimately I want to thank my parents for just, you know, funding and, and supporting me and all all that it's given me. But I you know, I think, I think I. I I've, uh, I, I'm completely at peace with, with what I've done and uh, I want to find something new I can do in the next 20, 30 years of my life. I uh, just, I can always reflect back to my hockey time. And I'm not, it's not like I'm done, you know, I'll, I'll still coach and I'll still you know, I'll play hockey play beer league or, or some tournament or something. You know, it, it'll always be a part of my life, but playing competitively, I think, it's something that um, I, I've been there and I've done it all there. So I'm ready to move on, and, and, and I, you know, I cheer on this program for the rest of my life and I'll always be around.
0: But uh, playing the game is, is something I'm at peace with with talking. So. And I guess moving on, and you just said those words exactly. But you know, if it when the hockey chapter ends, now what's the what's next for you? You're talking about finance, financial analyst a little bit, but I guess uh, we'll just what what's next for you now that, that hockey is on the on the back burner? Yeah.
1: I uh, I definitely want to uh, become a financial analyst at a firm. Um, Definitely try and work in the states. um, You know, uh, possibly in New York or uh, maybe move somewhere south. But uh, as far as me, my education doesn't stop. I'm going to take online certificate programs um, with data analytics and business analytics, and uh, try and get some extra education. And um, you know, go uh, go on the job hunt. But uh, you know, till then I have the summer to work, go to a uh, online schooling, and play some golf, and uh, that's kind of the short term look. And uh, you know, I don't want to look too crazy far ahead because it might stress me out a little too much than it should. But you know, um, I have a great supporting family. I have a fantastic girlfriend. You know, she's always supporting me too. So I'm at a pretty good place in my life, and uh, I'm excited for what the future
0: has. This podcast is presented by the Palladium Times, the only daily newspaper in Oswego. The Palladium Times offers home delivery right to your doorstep. Newspapers are published Tuesday through Saturday. It's also available all the time at oswegocountynewsnow.com. To subscribe to hyper-local coverage of Oswego County, including news and local high school and college sports, call the Palladium Times at 315-343-3800.